0: Welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. My name is Hardy White. Join me now, won't you, as we sit together and think and listen and use our ears and our our eyes not so much, and I have no say over what you do with your hands. Just keep them inside the boat at all times. You wouldn't want to lose one. I'm going to use my powers to take us across the ocean. Won't you come with me now to the island of England? And uh, on it is uh, more than one Country, kind of. That's why it's the United Kingdom. They've all united. One of them has united them all. And so I was in the the English part. There's a Welsh, Scotland, Ireland, other Ireland. All the it's not that's not part of the United Kingdom. It's complicated. But I was in the old town of the London, England, which is very old. Well, it would have been older, but it burned down a couple of times. I'm in London. I'm in the Piccadilly area of it. Uh, they pronounce it Piccadilly. We would pronounce it Piccadilly-doodly-doo. And uh, so many differences like that. And I'm looking out over this great city, and I'm going to take in on a little tour of it. Follow me, won't you? Walk, excuse me, madam. Follow me this way. I'm not really there now. I'm there in our imagination. We don't have to listen to that din uh see what just happened is we're in a tour group in the city but you have these noise canceling headphones on and now it's just my voice in your ear as you tour London we're not going to tour all of London I just got back from there so it's fresh in my mind I know it now I have a map of it in my brain and it's a very efficient map because there's so many blank spots And that way, I know I can get exactly where I'm going. So I can get from Waterloo to Dalston. If if you drop me off at the train station. But that's the way you get when you live. I think if you've lived in a city for just a couple days, it's yours. And you can rightfully say, it depends if it's a world city, I think you can say that. Say, I am now, I'm from Tokyo. Because I slept over. So anything like that. Oh my goodness. If you look to your uh, left, your left, my right, my right, your left, British right, U.S. left, their east is west, everything is flipped around. But if you look over here, I'm going to take you to, there's a place in the city of London called City of London. I know it sounds redundant, but New York, New York is redundant too like that. But there's an Anglican church. And it isn't uh, what you call super old. It's from the f- 1720s or so. And it's a uh, uh, dad joke alert. It's Baroque. So I know I hear you all out there going. But we're just going to let that pass. And it's designed by Nicholas Hawksmore, not Christopher Wren. That was his nickname. Not Christopher. It's, say, have you heard of Nicholas Hawk? Hawksmoor, and they'd go, yeah, we call him Nod or Naughty. So he uh, designed this church, which looks like it was designed by a child with uh, neoclassical Legos. And I don't know why that is. Bless you. Oh, it's interesting to me. It's a small church. Now, cathedrals are impressive, yes, and the great churches, but I like uh, compact, and a diminutive uh, classic architecture, you know, things that are have a fixed space and have to be there and kind of comment on the other buildings around them. Sometimes that context is long gone and the commentary was not ongoing. Oh, cities are not like the Talmud. So, and by that I mean, like everything is commenting around the edges about the thing that went on before. If we had built like that, say, here's my, here's this building is, this is my counter argument or my complimentary contribution to that one. So I want to describe to you Saint Mary Woolnoth. It's a little church, and I was fascinated by it because I'd seen pictures of it, and it looked to me like a frog or something. And part of it is I look at it and I'm horrified and I go, That doesn't look like a church at all to me. That looks like a secret meeting house for some society, underground society. I don't even know what they do. They have a lot of symbols and rituals and their mission's been forgotten over the years, but they know to get together and to be and to keep it on the on the down low. That's what it looks like to me. But it's a church. It's an Anglican church. What's that mean? It's ang- ang- it's England, Church of England, C of E is how you might say it, or co, and um, like Co, that's where we get codependent, and I wanted to go see it myself, and I was there in London, so I wa- you have to walk around the block a couple times before it appears, apparently, and it uh, did, and there it was before me, and I thought it's even smaller than I thought it would be, and I went into it because a lot of times they have to let you in because Jesus. So, because they don't know. Could be, you could be Jesus. They don't know. So they can't shut the doors to you because it'd be, that'd be bad luck. Because it'd be just their bad luck. That'd be the day. You go, All right. Are you sure you're not opening? And here's what's unusual. I thought there'd be nothing going on. But there were, now I'm going to, when I, tell you this story, it's going to be the first time of many times that I tell this story. And I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to remember it. And um, as it's, it'll get more fixed in, you, you know, in the telling. But right now is the first time I told it. And so this is pretty much the first time I'm retrieving these actual memories. And then, because I'm telling you this, I'm adding falsehoods them or something or embellishing them and then the embellishment will become part of the memory and as I tell the story it'll get better and better this is how I wrote the bible oh I don't know spoilers here we go so I walked into this church and it was not empty there were three individuals in there there was an older guy standing in the aisle and then up on where the uh you know the altar should be was a man and a woman what were Pretending to be in a play. Okay, I am going to deliver it like Andy Griffith because I just feel like it takes that degree of uh, artificial naivete or something to really convey the way I Because I didn't know what was going on. That's the thing. That's how I felt inside was Andy Griffith, what it was was football, kind of stupid for a minute. I didn't realize it was not I who was the stupid one yet. You don't realize that in uncomfortable situations. You think, well, there's, you know... So I went in there and uh there's a and they said, Well no, come on in, you know, it's okay. We're rehearsing a play, and that is my daughter up there and and a fella, and they are doing the life of John Newton. John Newton, says I. John Newton, says he. Yes. Ah, oh, you know of his connection to the church. Well, of this church, yes. Well, there you go. And then he went on and on and on about how they've been doing it at other churches connected with John Newton. I thought that's amazing. Look at and and this is about he goes, this is about when he met his wife and he converted to Christianity. And I said, Oh, that John Newton. John Newton, yes. So this went on and on for a while. Am I getting the, am I even getting the name right? I think I am. Is it is that the guy? Hang on, I'm gonna I gotta be extra uh certain because there's a there's a punchline. Yeah, yeah. So, um, John Newton. Now, I was embarrassed because I did not know who it was at the time, or rather, I knew who it was, but I just didn't, it didn't compute. Because it's one of those names, you know, like Robert or John Smith or something. You go, yes, one of them. I've he That's a name I've heard of. Well, I think the most obvious thing is he's the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. The uh, 80s movie? Is it an 80s movie? I don't know. It sounds like it. It does sound like it. I don't know whether it is or not. I'm sure it is. But I meant the hymn, the one that how sweet the sound and people play on a bagpipe sometime if they don't, if they detest humanity. So uh, this fella, and I read up a little on him, was a slave ship guy. He was driving it, I guess. Or he was, I don't know. But he did this for a long time. He was even once himself kidnapped and enslaved, still didn't renounce the trade, and then at some point in time thought better of it, say, oh, dear Lord, went, uh, got baptized, stopped, wrote a hymn, moved into this church or something, and was there, The, the you know, you won't believe what our pastor used to do. Oh, I heard. I'm glad he stopped. Everyone is. So any- I didn't know about this guy, so they're putting on the play like a— and, uh, I don't know what possibly they're gonna say. I don't think it bless him. I'm glad he stopped, but it does it even out. You know, well, I did all that slave trading. But then I wrote him. And I was sorry for it. I don't know. I don't know if they would be I thought I gave him suggestions for other people to do plays about. Uh, Leonora Carrington, I said, would be a great life to do. And you could pretend the altar is Mexico. Instead they had a ship's wheel up there, so I guess he was still on the ship. I don't know. Sailing was important to him. And so he was, well, I just wanted to sail, basically. I don't know. Oh, bless you. Oh, it's a harsh business being a judge. I'd li- I would be fine with it if then I didn't have any judges over me. That's my, you know, hang up. I think, well, I'd be glad. But then I think maybe I'd be judged or something. So what I'm going to do, is just sneak out this side door. Oh, but you can't sneak out the side door of St. Mary. Well, not. no, no, They almost tore it down a few times. They were going to tear it down because they wanted to build a uh, a subway or a tube. They called it the tube. I don't know what they call tube socks over there, subway socks. And they wanted to build a tube station under it. And then they figured, well, we don't need to tear it down. We can just undermine it completely. And they took the vaults and the tombs away, and then they moved the bodies somewhere else. And I don't know where the bodies are now. I don't know if they're available. Uh, they should have a gift shop. I've been in some larger churches that have gift shops the, uh, in Barcelona. Not the Sagrada Familia, but the, the Church of Barcelona. There's another one there. Not as interesting, but they have a gift shop. So does it even out? I think it does, and uh, eventually my plan is just to have the gift shop, and then the, we do away with that. The, the worship part is going to be something that's just a vestige of our past, and then we'll go right to the trinkets. It's so nice. I like it, and uh, just keep buying things and, then, and don't hurt people. Well, then my curiosity got the best of me, and I said, well, you know, I bet this place I can still go down there, maybe if there's a passageway down there, except it comes out in the tube station. And so I made my way down to the basement of St. Mary Woolnoth. Now, like Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, some historic sites do not have basements. The Alamo, St. Mary Woolnoth, has not a basement. But because I did not know this, a basement was made available to me by the universe. Sometimes stupidity is rewarded with your own worldview, your own private worldview that kind of, it kind of almost works. You can can stay in it until death if you want to. And that's a beautiful immersive, immersive, immersive reality. I are something. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. And you're lost in your own world. And it makes sense to you. And that's enough. Oh my goodness. Sometimes though we sell stock to others and say, Would you like a little uh, bit? I'm gonna sell you a percentage of my uh, identity. You can buy and you can buy some of it, and then you'll have some, a say in who uh who I am, how I see myself, a lot of people do that, and uh a lot of people just let people have a little a slot available for them as they meet people so here come on, contribute, am I good or bad? no, don't ever do that don't outsource it. oh no, you can do that with from within and uh just err on the side of of uh of self-acceptance, because really, I think a person set against themselves is just dangerous to everybody. I just say it as a practical thing. You'll scare me. You know, I go, well, that person doesn't even care about themselves. That is not like a good neighbor to me. They don't care what happens to them. Oh, gosh, well, I was hoping they'd, you know, at least care about that. You know, nope, they don't care whether their house burns down or, oh, yeah, well, maybe I do, (laughs) but I don't want to have to do the caring for both of us. So, you get just give me that much, and uh, you can be stay. You can stay miserable. People think, well, I love my whole personality as being a miserable, whingy uh, yore. That no, you can keep that. That's a blessing. Go ahead and keep that. That's fine. That's appropriate. But I just mean deep down, be like you know, and I love that about me. That's all I'm asking, just in a neighborly sort of way. Would you like to go with me to the basement? I've Sir Mary Woolnough. What's down there? The human imagination. And what will I find? How limited it is. How limited it is. Yes. You will see that the architecture of, uh, of artistic innovation right, is uh, very similar to the way cities evolve and everything. You'd think things would be better by now. And I've always thought that about, about radio. I go think it would all be it would be really good by now, because it's been around a, a while. But I think, you know, it doesn't always go in the direction you think it's gonna go, or maybe it's not intrinsically good. Oh, journey with me now. normally do this type of work i think it's distasteful detective work i think it's exciting this isn't detective work it's creepy spy on people work the guys here hey that's two black bean burger platters 2877 all right i'll be right back with your change and your food i think people are very interesting the things they do how they come in and out of apartments and all It's boring and it's none of my business. It is our business because we are detectives and we are following one Rudy V. Rudy V has the right to live his life and cheat his business partner just like everyone else. The guy's here. Two black bean burger platters and your change. Keep the change. And keep the burgers. No, I want mine. Oh, heck. They stick up the car. When you watch someone else's life, it tells you something about your own. What's that? That it's so empty you're watching someone else's? It's up to you to get in there and participate and make their life worth watching. I don't mind watching someone else's life, but I have trouble keeping track of my own. Are you sure he's still in the restaurant? I have no idea. You want to see what the little people who live in the glove box are up to? Sure. Living our little lives in the glove box Watching our home, watching our home We're living our little lives in the glove box Watching our home, watch as our home grows with love I'm home! I have got to tell you about this crazy opportunity. We have to do what, what are you doing? Speak up a bit. It's hard to hear you since I'm blow drying my pants. I can see that, why? Because I spilled a mixture of ink and egg white on it and I'm thinking if it dries fast enough it'll form a sort of pancake and I can just peel off the stain in one sheet. I think, I think you're just making it permanent. Shut it off for Pete's sake. Shut it off. What? Sorry. Anyway, I have a great opportunity to make some money so we can move out of this glove box. Or glove compartment. It's too small. We're small. It's all relative. Exactly. That's the problem. It's all relative in here. We're wall-to-wall relative. How many tiny people can fit into the glove compartment of a 2009 Honda? That is theology. I say we make money on a scheme I have and then move out of here. What's the scheme? We do detective work. We watch suspects. Suspects? Of what? Like who? Like the two ne'er-do-wells driving this car. You want us to spy on Lou and Butchie? For money? Sure, and why not? We live in their glove box. They're our friends. It's our glove box. The whole car is ours, in fact. They're exploiting us by driving it around just because they're physically bigger than we are. These things are not even intended to be driven around. Okay, let's watch them. Do you ever feel like you're being watched? No, anyway, even if they wanted to, people can't look at me for very long. Maybe it's the guilt of spying on this guy, Rudy, but I feel like someone is watching me. I mean, other than the <laughs> who live in glove box. Who would want to watch you? I wonder that too. unless I inadvertently did, said or implied something that would leave someone to suspect I had said or did something or other that I needed watching. If you're ever being watched, act casual in fact. Act casual even if you don't know you're being watched, because whoever is watching you will think you know he's watching you because you're acting casual, which is what you do when you know you're being watched. What if your butt itches? Ha, ha, ha. Remember that time in church? Oh, no. Please don't. Psst, Butchie. What? My butt itches. So? So I need to scratch it. So? So? So we're in church. So? You can't just scratch your butt in church. Why not? No one will see it. And yet it will be known. I'm sure of it. Suit yourself, Butchie. What? It's almost painfully itchy now. I just need one good scratch. Look, it's your rectum, as my grandfather used to say. I need to just. I'll just scratch it a bit by scooting on the pew like this and then just get a little. You there. Oh, no. Ooh, you're in trouble with heaven. What have you done? Uh, I'm sorry. I had an itch and I scratched it. That is horrible. I think it's human. Also, monkeys scratch their butts. Also, redo every movie ever with 70s Planet of the Apes makeup. Monkeys, am I right, my siblings? Oh, that was humiliating. Human body is dumb. It is dumb. You're dumb. Hope all your dreams come right. Hope all your
1: dreams come right. Hope all your dreams come. Hope all your dreams come. Hope all your dreams come right. Hope all your cares flee swift. Hope all your cares flee swift. Hope all your cares flee. Hope all your cares flee. Hope all your cares flee swift. Hope all your dreams come
0: right. Hope all your cares flee swift.
1: Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Mystery Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks, Mystery
0: Peaks. I'm driving my car right outside of where the murder has been. It looks pretty suspicious here. I think I'm going to be talking to some of the suspects. Namely, a sheriff, and then a truck driver, and others, because this might be something creepy. Who knows? Oh, and yeah, pick up my laundromat from the dry cleaners, if you don't mind. Ah, Darla. Let's look at language. There are close to 7,000 languages in the world. English is only one of those. And within English, there are reportedly over 150 dialects, some familiar and some very rare and disappearing. I'm in Coward County, Ohio right now with Mike Loner. Mike's father, uncles, and grandfather were the last recorded speakers of an English dialect they call the old way of talking. But now, after the death of Mike's father last May, he is the last speaker of this obscure style. Hello, Mike. Do you remember your uncles and grandfathers speaking in this dialect to only each other or others in the community as well? Uh, I remember that Certainly among each other they would speak this way, and my grandmother understood it but didn't respond in kind. I knew there were others who spoke this way in areas where we had family, but I also knew my friends' families didn't use the old way of talking. Mike, could you give us a demonstration by reading this paragraph? Uh, certainly. This is the old way of talking. My grandfather and his children spoke this way at home. I'm not sure where my great-grandparents were from. All of the houses look the same. The sky is blue, but so what, big deal? Great,
1: Jonathan, while Zion sings the joy that
0: from thy presence brings Spend one day to spend one
1: day with the honor, it stays a thousand days of her. Spend one day with the honor, to spend one day with the honor, it stays a thousand days of her. This is BBC One.
0: In 1964, a brash young poet named Brian Irons barged into the offices of a magazine. He asked what it was they did and insisted that whatever it was, he be allowed to write about it in a passionate and opinionated manner, and so he did. This is Sherbert House in St. Listless Morrow, a once noble axis mundi for the clean set and the wayward fry broker. But now, after a fox's life of neglect, it lay in tatters the scattered bones of an unloved dog. And so it creates in the brain a strange, allergic melancholy like wearing a French hat with drawn whiskers or a helmet full of clay. This crank wall that faces east up against the crate stem in the old black fire tree perch is as humdrum and unassuming as a paper crown in a child's Christmas cracker. And yet it demands one's full attention, like the page of a holy book. The rustication, the lines of God's words, and the stones, the words themselves. With every passing year, Brian seemed to get angrier, and the subject that he was writing about, it had started with architecture, now it wasn't clear what he was critiquing. Life itself, maybe. I'm surrounded by rats and clappers and this acoustic purgatory. The unholy din of thousands of bad decision makers tears of the flesh and soul itself. Their mindless chatter, a corrosive gas emanating from the foul pits and bowels of the fettered and doomed earth that gave birth to them. When this could have been sublime and serene meadow, mirroring the landscape of heaven. Get away from me! Look! It's Samurai Cowboy, come to save us. Samurai Cowboy. Um, <laughs> I'm not a cowboy and I'm not a samurai, all right? I have studied martial arts in a number of different styles Samurai Cowboy, are you gonna save us from Anderson's hired guns? Samurai, if you're curious, are a specific Japanese medieval knight cast. And what I do is integrate several different Samurai Cowboy doesn't have time for your dumb questions. He's too busy focusing his energy. Listen, if you're inclined, my name is Jackson Wright. I am not a cowboy, clearly. And yes, I'm riding a horse. But I am also not a Japanese man wearing armor. Is it true you have infinite patience, Samurai Cowboy? (gasps) Oh, man. No. Samurai cowboy has his limits. is the American shopping mall. In the absence of town squares or Victorian arcades with quaint covered shops and aspirational architecture integrated into the unique slope and shape of the environment with no people-friendly, life-enhancing, inspiring center, these ugly and cynical cheaply constructed megastructures, whose large and treeless footprint chokes and clogs the very life's blood of the land it occupies Even these sad places are now being deprived to the humans who live their short, precious lives in naive trust that the place they live in cares for them, cares about their loves and fears and struggles and triumphs. Kind of getting carried away when we had the first wedding at the Silver Julie kiosk in the mall. The mall had become really the center of a lot of people's lives and people met there and socialized there and spent their free time there and worked there so it was a very important place and so a couple got married at the silver and turquoise jewelry kiosk in the mall there was a small ceremony and this was the first of many weddings then there was the uh, cap and orange wedding i remember that and all sorts of things then the first time there was at the tobacco store, there was a bar mitzvah, and I may be imagining this, but at the uh, it was not the Gap, but it was one of those stores like that had a had a had a bris, and then um, what was it? what was the other crazy? Lots of weddings. Anyway, I went a funeral. That was the first the first time there was a funeral. At the pretzel place. At the hot big pretzels. I wish I could remember half these names of these stores. But they faded from uh, Mr. Fatty. Maybe it was. I remember something like that. There was a funeral. Because a fella had loved to go there. And died there. And it was taking on. The mall was all the same responsibilities as a church. And without... A pastor it was like a cooperative thing and different people uh would substitute for that you know a lot of times it was um area weatherman you know would be somebody everybody knew so you know who i trust is uh, is uh felix manneke or something like that you know and he's he's something that we all we all recognize him and they would do the do the honors now, when the mall closed down, it was like a church closing down. And uh, irony of ironies, a church opened up in the mall, but it had nothing to do. People didn't feel the same way about it. And even though it had this, I don't even know what to call it. It's just a, like a big mikvah, like a big baptismal pool. And uh, just reeked at chlorine, which I don't think they're supposed to. But maybe they were using it for other things. You know how, like, a lot of times they'll rent out space at a church for other things, either scouting. So I don't know if you have a big baptismal font, say the size of a lap pool. You might high school competitions or something like that. Who knows? Why deprive yourself of the extra income? Hustle, 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 hustle. And a lot of a lot of things do that. A lot of churches... And religious institutions have these side businesses and um, either loan sharking or things like that where they make a little extra tax-free. And it's wonderful because it's tax-free. Oh, I don't... How many taxes do you pay, Hardy White? Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, like uh, Mick Foley said when he was half dead in that cage match, when do we get to the tax there's always a tax, and um, they stick it to you. They do. I'm gonna be touring the country because I really I feel like finally I'm every man, because now every man is absolutely stupid, and I f- they finally caught up with me. Because it used to be the every man. It was a high bar back a hundred years ago. You'd have to be kind of clever, you know, and uh, self sufficient, and you'd have to have a lot of. Um, you know, common sense. Nowadays, not so much. So to be every man, you just have to be arrogant and self-deluded. And I feel like I came that way. So here we are. I had to fight it. For a long time, I fought it because I thought it was bad. Um, no, I still do. Bless you. I'm just being silly. That's my job. It's not a job. I know that. <laughs> I'm sad. I know. That's all right. I do it on the street corner for you. Because I I feel like, hey, what can I, I'm going to offer whatever I have to offer. And someone said, you are uniquely yourself. And I'll, well, that's what I'll do then. And they go, well, that's not a thing. But it was too late. I was already doing it. And so I am uniquely myself. And I'm glad that you're joining me. Because I want to reach out to you as a fellow soul. And say, not the fish. (laughs) And, um. Not shoe leather. You know, I'm no—I don't want to get on pile on Charlie Chaplin. I know he gets a lot of bad press, but that wasn't a—that sh- was a licorice shoe. And you say, well, that's something eating uh, eating that much licorice is an accomplishment. That's not what he was saying he was doing. He said he was eating a shoe. And I just think Buster Keaton would have. Eaten, eaten a shoe and did and lost all his teeth and his skull. Buster Keaton, by the time he died, was tin, was just made out of tin foil because all the bone had been crushed, had been pulverized and various things, stunts that say how did you how did they do that? Well, that you were seeing the time it went right. You weren't seeing the times that Buster was repeatedly killed. And brought back to life with aluminum technology, which they had back then. You don't think they did, but they did. When do you think Tesla's from either? Right? You say, oh, how did they bring back Tesla's from then? Before then, even, I think. So they had a lot going on. They'd be able to, to, um, by the time they got to $6 million man, I feel like the technology was already clunky. Because there's a lot of stuff that Steve Austin does that's unnecessary. His vertical first, he can't get as much height as he can speed, which I don't. This I don't understand. But we're not going to go into that. I, I hate when people ruin science fiction with science or fiction. It is what it is. The writers let the writers have a hard job. Just let them do whatever. That's all. There was that one though, a six million dollar man, where his his uh, friend. The guy from Enter the Dragon turned out to have his his head was bionic, too. So that freaked me out as a kid. I go, you can't be all bionic. That's just robot. But I guess that's what the point was. But uh, Sexton, right? John Sexton or something who also wrote Amazing Grace. No, this is not correct. But that is that is close. I'm close to the truth right there. I'm so close. It's, It's close enough. Oh, bless you. I am so glad that you listen to this radio show, and I get so many letters from you that say, here's one that says, Dear Hardy, thank you so much for reading my letter just now on the show. I wrote it to you uh, years and years ago, and I had given up hope, and I had gone around cursing you, and I had actually told all my friends that you were thoughtless and, and horrible, but now here I see you're reading it on the air, so I owe you, I think I owe you an apology. Hey, no apology necessary. Uh, it takes me a while to get around to things. And, uh, oh, here's one from Spain. Dear Mike, it says, oh, maybe this isn't for me. I don't know whether to read it on the air or not. Uh, stole the Miro that we discussed stealing and then selling. Uh-oh, I have a feeling this isn't for me. I wonder what's going to happen now. I ended up not uh, not writing and producing that little segment there. That I was gonna do something there where there was a stolen Murrow. I can tell you about it. No, just save it for later. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't gonna do anything there. I never had plans. I don't. I, why would I do that? Say if I'm coming over to to talk. If I had an agenda, say, hey, what do you got? What are you doing? Nothing. You want to just come over and uh, shoot the uh, hoo-ha? Yeah. Now, but if I had. An agenda like I was really coming over to ask for a loan or something, you'd resent it. So do I have anything planned when I come to speak to you? No. Should I? I don't think so. I think that's that's icky. What kind of friend does that? Rehearses. I guess they do. It's helpful if you have anxiety. But it's also dumb because uh, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to make a mistake and be anxious about it. No. Hey, I'm just going to ad-lib everything. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's a little joke between me and me. We'll just, uh, I'll just laugh to myself. You've got to find, what did did you find, Hardy? I found uh, my consolation was in uh, different kind of, I guess I really like saltines a lot. And... And certain kinds of old 30s uh, movies and shorts. And that does it for me. But, and that consoles me, I think, eternally. Because when I'm laying there and taking my last breath, I think those will be the things that I turn back to. Who knows? I imagine myself when I am having any physical pain or discomfort. Sometimes I'm imagining I'm on a, uh, a ship uh, somewhere. But, and you'd say, well, that's dumb because I know that you get motion sickness. Are you seasick in your imaginary safe space? No. I guess I, I think it's not a real literal ship, and so I'm okay. I know it's a metaphorical place or something. But there's always a friend sitting there at my feet saying, don't worry about it. Do you mind if I smoke? And I go, well, really, we're at sea in this cabin, but it's still okay. And I believe that's me telling myself none of that stuff can get to you anymore. That you're now you're in the confines of your of your brain all right and you're all right in here until this place breaks down. that do you have that recurring dream that your mind palace is eroding from you know it's being undermined by a, by a, a current? No nobody Well that might that might pick up as you age, but um, that's I guess that's a reality. Oh, it sounds you're making it sound grim. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. I like to mix a little uh, charisquero in with my uh, comics. I, I believe that it is, uh, it's okay, to have a grim background, and then you can, you can just have fun in front of that. It's a very Punch and Judy outlook on the world, or something. I like things should remain. Menacing. It's all right to stay alert, uh, mentally and emotionally, and to uh, to realize that the world is a is a confusing and and menacing place, and uh, and that love is a temporary little light there that can have wonderful powers or not. In the news, puppets that come to life. Puppets have performed in every part of the world and for almost as long as there have been humans. But until now, puppets have spoken the words or moved the moves of the puppeteer. But no more. Some modern puppets, led by Blinko, the traditional puppet, are standing up to the lack of control and demanding a say in what they do and who they do it to. As Blinko tells it, (laughs) i <camina> <laughs> 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 frightening face and scary buttons. I remember my bum, my bum, my bum, my uh, uh, uh. Well, we made it out. Yeah, but look where we are now. Oh, brother. Hey, Butchie. Hey, Bottlefly. I got your boxes of doll heads. Good. I want to get as many spray painted as I can before the rains come. Need any help getting them done? Thanks, but no thanks, Bottle Fly. How do you make a Bottle Fly? I don't know. How? You can't. Only God can make a Bottle Fly. But you can make this Bottle Fly by saying goodbye. See ya, Mr. S. See ya, you nut. I'm building a house. It looks easy enough. In fact... It's a simple cube, but the plans call for the edges to be lengths that are irrational numbers, so I don't think we'll ever be done. We'll just approach finality forever, and I'm all right with that, because I'm building a house. I'm a house builder, and if I finish, what am I then? Tony Rancocas, Ricky Melba. Billy Diapers. Joey Sweats. Mickey Rice Checks. Maud Sticky. Leslie Smells, Jim Product. Alana Mints. Do you mean Elena? Whatever. Timmy Maps. Ann Canopies. Mike Popup. Tony Flatworm. Grace Track. Petey Pine Nut. Jackie Clams. Jerry Fitzmost. Billy Slacks. Ginny uh, Foist Carl Wastes. Ted Rebar. Antoinette Peep. Marty lets. Amita Alou. Oh, Omar Potato. Sally Cramps. Davy Keeper. Irv tote. Mary Shuffles. Jack Pillow. Johnny Oil. Marita Shrimp. Kate Rents. Al Drinkbag. Scott Croup. Jackson Mask. Sammy Blanket, Joanne Stonefruit, Todd Plum, Alice Grab, Larry Pep. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're playing a game. We play. What? Will you make up funny names? No. Oh, yeah. So, so they're real names. Ha! It, it's hard to explain. Oh, come on. Well, you got to figure it out on your own. Try me. M- maybe I can figure it out. All right. So, so you go and then I'll try. Okay. Joey Seedling. Um, Mickey Plants. Not even close. What? Yeah, that was... Look, next time we play, just listen really closely. You'll figure it out. No, he won't. Please, give me a hint. I'll let you try again. How about that? Okay. Lenny Traffic. Good one, Butch. Um, Diane Lint. What? I I think you're just randomly saying things. Take your time and you'll see a pattern. Oh, please let me try again. Come on, this is a waste of time. Why can't you just face that there might be some things you just don't get? But, I mean, if you guys get it... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Careful! Because we're stupid? No, 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 that's not what I meant. How could stupid guys get it when you can't? I'm sure if you explain the rules to me, I'll understand how to play. It's just that it's hard to figure out just hearing the solutions without knowing the problem. What if I told you there were no rules? That it was just a matter of us knowing if it feels right. Or what if there are rules and they're so simple you'll feel like a fool if you ever figure them out? Or so complicated you might never figure them out. Listen, just sleep on it. Maybe it'll come to you in a dream. Man, it's driving me crazy trying to figure out what that name game of Lou and Butchie's is all about. It seems so random but they're definitely thinking before naming a name. And did they make the names up, or are they real people? This is ridiculous. I better get some sleep. All right, light off, sleep mask on, adjust our pillow. Ah. Tony Rancocus, Ricky Melba. Tony
1: Rancocus, Ricky Melba. Billy diapers. Joey sweats. Mickey Rice checks. Tony Ray Hummus. Joey sweats. Lot, Mickey Rice checks. Rusty hot smells. Jim
0: Silence. Oh, I'm sorry, your Majesty, but I didn't say anything. I know. Oh, okay. Do you have a question for me? Um uh, <clears throat> yes I do. Silence. Go on. I didn't... Uh, okay. Uh, my friends were playing some sort of uh, word game in which they would name proper names and then respond with a name, and I, I can't figure out what the rules are so that I can play. Silence? Sorry. Sorry for what? I, <clears throat> I guess I keep speaking at a turn or something. You keep asking me to be quiet. I am doing no such thing. But why are you yelling silence? I am simply pointing out moments of silence. Silence. Oh, okay. You see, you assumed it was about you, didn't you? I did. I'm sorry, I just... Be quiet. That time it was about you. Okay. What is it that you want to know? I think I just asked what I want to know. You did not. You made a statement about the actions of your friends and indicated that you were frustrated by your inability to understand their motives. That is not a question. I see. Silence. Would it help if I asked a specific question? Help whom? Help you. Me? I don't need help. You came to me. Okay. Uh, What are the rules to my friend's name game? How would I know? Describe the game. Well, Butchie said Tony Rancocus. Then Lou said Ricky Melba. Billy Diapers. Yes. Yes, you know the game. No, I just figured it out. Uh, please explain. I heard the names you said and simply stated the next logical name in the series. How did you know what that was? It felt right. So you guessed. No. I felt. Okay. You see what you want to see, what you expect to see. Remember when you thought that leaf was a wounded mouse? Yes, I felt foolish. Because of your foolish behavior, probably. How many times have you seen a creature that needs help and thought it was a leaf? I don't know. Silence. Oh, hi, Hardy. Glad you could make it. Um... Do we know each other? I'm Tony Rancocus. I recognize the name. Yeah, you know Leslie Hot Smells, right? Hello. Oh, uh, not sure, nice to meet you, though. Please, walk around, talk to people, enjoy yourself. Hey, Hardy, you made it. Hey, Lou, what is this? Am I still dreaming? Oh, yeah. Remember, I told you it would come to you in a dream? I didn't think you meant it, literally. Oh, sure. So, you were naming people at this party? sort of what is this place who are these folks these are the forgotten butchie and i name as many as we can when we get a chance so that they can be remembered you know everyone nope how do you remember them if you don't know them feelings intuition they must necessarily exist if there are people who are remembered then there must be people who are forgotten and if they are forgotten they'll disappear and we don't want that so we maintain their existence by remembering them even though we don't know who they are. Did he figure it out? He's getting there. Hey, Elena Mintz, looking good. So you remember people you feel might have existed so that in case they did, they won't be forgotten. We are trying to open our eyes to possibilities so we don't leave any soul behind. Did Lou tell you I died one time by the side of the road and everyone thought I was a pile of garbage? So now we check everywhere for the forgotten. I'm a little confused, but... I think I'm getting it, just meet as many people here as you can and then keep them alive inside of you, inside of you, inside of you, ins- <clears throat> excuse me, inside of you, inside of you, inside of you. Man, that was a weird dream. I know, right? First time I had it, there was no one there to explain it to me. But we figured it out on our own because we're not stupid. Okay, okay. I'm still not sure I fully grasped the idea though. You don't have to fully understand it to be helpful. What's important is that you keep noticing things by strategically abandoning your expectations. Open your eyes, and then open them more. Listen, what's important is that you don't willfully forget or ignore. Here, this is the real test. Petey Pine Nut. Jackie Clams. Awesome. Leon County Schools. The week's menus for Leon County Elementary Schools. All meals include low-fat milk. Today, fresh fruit, cheese plate, chicken tenders, Oreo Oreo chicken salad. corn, Sliced tater, tater, tops, tater tots, Sliced fresh fruit, dinner roll, dinner Wednesday, spaghetti with meat sauce. Turkey. Turkey ham, Turkey ham, ham salad. Chef salad. Toss, Toss salad. Green, beans. Green beans. Fresh fruit. Pears. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Canadian bacon. Cheese muffin. Cheese muffin. Chicken nuggets. Chicken Caesar salad. Carrot Ash Hash browns. Apple sauce. Fresh fruit dinner roll. Friday. Whaler sandwich, chicken pot pie, baked french fries, sliced peaches, dinner roll, Monday, hamburger, cheeseburger, pizza, specialty salad, corn, french fries. This is Detective Twin Peaks again. I've been investigating this murder and I'm more and more convinced that the murder is some sort of entity that's inhabiting one of the suspects. Now, the reason I think this is true because I keep thinking somebody different did it. Hmm. Then I says to myself, Twin Peaks, what would you do in this situation? Uh, that's my new uh, series called Twin Peaks I'm calling it Twin Peaks and I know the name is taken but it is more than an homage it's hard to say I just did an, an alternate one and I'm really the name is just a point of departure and I'm basing it on the fact that when I was a child I thought that the main character of the TV series Kung Fu's name was Kung Fu And then I thought, well, maybe every TV series is like that. I don't know. That the guy Archie Bunker's name is all in the family. It doesn't, it makes no less sense than anything else that's wrong. Oh, my goodness, my friends, to spend just a little bit of time with you is like an eternity for you. But to me, it's so fleeting and and brief. You know, I just don't want it to end. I think, how can I just stretch this out? And then I think, well, fake, fake being sick or something. No, I'm actually still legitimately sick. Uh, not, it's not fatal or anything. I've just got a uh, the leftovers of COVID. Then I got I got mine in London though, so I think it's. Uh, I don't know whether it has an extra U in it, or what. It's, they everything is a little bit different. There you can get COVID over the counter. You don't even need to. Be exposed. But I am uh of, and I have a little bit of what they call the brain fog, which is funny because usually I have some. Now I have the London brain fog. It's a brand of raincoat, but it's also a neurological problem, apparently. And it might be because of the to because of the virus. So I hope that I've what I've said this week is cogent and I haven't encouraged you to do something silly or sell all your stock in a certain company. I wouldn't. That sounds like a remote, remote possibility. But if, if I did say that, do not take any financial advice from me. For sure, I've not been right. I invested in Tom. Uh, what, what's his name? Mark Twain's typewriter, or something. Either that, or that was my band in college. So pretentious. Everything's a reference to something. You read it in the class, and you go, "I'm going to make a." No one will know what that means except people have taken this class that I'm taking. Oh, bless you. Oh, thank you for listening to, to Miracle Nutrition on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope 91.9 in Rockland County, New York City, New York, and online WFMU.org worldwide, freeform radio. Oh, bless you. Thank you for uh, tuning in, and I'll see you again next week.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh <laughs> You're